You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to episode 26 of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by the editor of the Western League Bulletin. It is Mr. Tom Hiscott. Hello, Tom. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. And yourself? I've got COVID. You've got COVID. I have. That's bad news. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I was I was absolutely fine until today. Oh, gosh. <laughs> sorry about that. Now, well, I tested positive on um, on Friday, right. and I didn't have any symptoms or anything like that. Uh, the only reason I even took a test is because my wife tested positive. Oh, my wife's got it. My kids have got it. Um, and I thought, well, you know, obviously you've got to take a test. I took a test. It was mm. negative. And then um, I get the positive test on Friday. And then by the Monday, obviously, which is today, I am feeling rough. But, of course, it, it did mean that I couldn't go to watch um, Radstock, Radstock's trip to um, Devizes, which I was really looking forward to. Obviously, two teams I know really well, loads of people at both clubs who I really enjoy seeing. And, of course, you know, even though you've got no symptoms, you just can't take the risk because I'm, mm. you know, I am not, I'm not feeling great at the moment. And yeah. um, the last thing I would want to do is pass this on to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a double blow for me because um, on Wednesday of this week, I, we, we're going to um, probably there'll be people listening to this after this game has been played. But um, Welton Rovers play Radstock uh, in the Coalfield Classico. Mm. And I was going to go to that game. I was really, really looking forward to it. It's a game I don't normally get to go to because we're normally busy on a bank holiday or on Boxing Day. And um, under the sort of the new re- regime, I could potentially leave the house on um, on Wednesday. But I don't feel very well. And why I would want to sit next to people I like and run the risk of giving them this virus, I, I, I just I'm not doing it. So it's just not happening. I'm not going there. Um, and it's, you know, it's a shame. I'm really disappointed. But it, it's weird because this is the first time I've had it. And we've talked a lot about this thing over the years on the podcast. We've talked a lot about the postponements and things that have happened. We've talked about the things that fans need to be doing, you know, to keep themselves safe when they go to games. And and actually now I've got it and it's you know it's brought it all all home to me really and it's just mm-hmm. hopefully as a country we're coming out of it. Weirdly, I've managed to catch it just at that time, but I don't want to give it to anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's um, you know it's just a, it's just one of those things I guess. I'd, I appreciate this. This is this, this is in danger of turning into a party political broadcast mm-hmm. from the from the COVID party. But but actually, you know, as I said, it is one thing that we sort of some you know sometimes we talk about it with frustration, you know, we we sort of dismissive of it, and and you know when I was wandering around my house at the weekend thinking why am I at the football, because there's nothing wrong with me, I, I was you know in that camp. But actually, give it 24 hours, and I actually don't feel very well. Mm. So Sorry, it's one of those things. Well, it's, I'm I'm all right. There's nothing. I mean, my wife's mm. worse than I am. She lost her sense of taste yesterday. Yeah, She's man. not very happy about that. Yeah. But it's just, you know, it's just one of those things. And I just think it's one of those things that we just can't afford to um, to take lightly. It really yeah. isn't. Um, and we've got to be we've got to be sensible anyway. But that's enough. That's enough for me talking about talking about COVID. I will ask you and the listeners to bear with me because um, I'm not making a great deal of sense. As anybody who's listened to the first minute, the last five minutes of the podcast, mm-hmm. test But anyway, I just thought I'd, I'd share that with you because, as you can imagine, I've spent quite a lot of time under house arrest thinking yeah. about it, so. Anyway, there we go. Right, I'll tell you what we are going to be talking about on this week's podcast. We're going to be talking about Ashton and Backwell United. 
and we've got an interview with their assistant manager and we are going to welcome for the first time uh, onto the Western League podcast this season, Curtis Reed, the manager of Lebec. Um, uh, anyway, we will kick things off with the Premier Division matches on. Oh, and of course, listeners, we will be talking about that goal because <laughs> that goal, that goal, the, that the, goal. The, 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 the Western Hemisphere is talking about at the moment. <laughs> um, but um, we'll kick things off with uh, Ashton and Backwell United. The visitors were Mousel. So on paper, this game was only ever going to go one way. But fortunately for Ashton and Backwell, the game of football is not played on paper. It's not. No, and uh, yeah, the 18th place side came out on top uh, against the Mousel side, who've been yeah doing really well of late, haven't they? Or well, in their their previous couple of matches, but uh, yeah, they came unstuck at the Lance Scott Stadium, a one 0 win for Freshen, as we say. Yeah, uh, 35 minutes in, that goal came, and it was Sam Price uh, who managed to managed to beat the beat the uh, opposition keeper, and uh, yeah, that's well, Ashton and Backwell. We say about uh, Mousel being good form, Ashton and Backwell four home games now without defeat so uh, yeah they're doing something right and it's good to see and I think that's uh, yeah, a bit of a standout result Well that was all the excuse I needed to get in touch with Ashton and Batwell United the last time we spoke to the club it was with their new manager Tony Beecham well Tony is otherwise engaged at the moment so he directed me to his assistant manager Jim Williams and what a lovely chap he was to talk to as well as you're about to find out I started my conversation with Jim and by asking him if that game was as close as the scoreline suggests It's it was a very close game. Um, Mousel were very, very good football inside. Probably the best uh, we faced this season. Certainly in the time that Tony Beecham and I and Ryan have been there. Uh, very, very good football inside. Played it out from the back. Some very good individual players. So a very tight game for us. Um, we had a co- good couple of opportunities, as did they. Um, but certainly, yeah, very, very close game. Um, and one where the lads knew that they'd been in, in a game after if you will, you know, there was there was certainly um, some sore legs the next day. I mean, was it a Herculean effort at the end? Did you believe that you were going to get over the finishing line? Well, I think that they uh, always had the ability to cause us a threat. So, so certainly we had up all at times. The boys had to put their bodies on the line. Um, certainly with some shots to, to block them in the in the dying stages. So yeah, there's always tough one nil. You go one nil up, and and you. You've got that decision to make: do we push for a second one or, or try and see the game out? And I think sometimes you can get yourselves undone by inviting the pressure on. But the lads stood up to it well, to be honest. Uh, all credit to them. I uh, I spoke to Jake Ash, the Mousel manager, on last week's podcast, and he, he talked about not taking anything lightly in this league, and that being the biggest difference between you know they're, them playing in the Peninsula League and the Western League, where if you were coming up against a side at the bottom of the table, you knew that you know you 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 really only had to turn up to get the the result. So I guess your result against them has really proved that, hasn't it, really? That even the teams at the bottom of the table are, you know, look have the, have the capacity to pull off big victories this season. Absolutely. You know, it, it is a very, very tough league. And we can compete, certainly, against the top teams. And I think this weekend highlights that even more. I mean, our, our result, obviously, fantastic. But I think there were a few few results this week. Capri Heath against Saltash. Um Cleveland Town's result also with that wonderful goal that I'm sure everybody's seen. Um, but certainly the results in this week's games prove that, you know, on their day, anybody can beat anybody. 
Um, now, you've had back-to-back wins in the league, and recently you've taken points off the likes of Ilfra Kuma and Kainsham, both of those at home. Do, do you think that playing at the Lancer Scott Stadium gives you an advantage? Absolutely. The lads know it, and we, we spoke um, back in the early part of December about trying to make our home pitch a bit of a fortress. I mean, whilst we've taken points off of Kainsham and Ilfra Kuma, um, and also beat Cabri Heath and Mounsworth on the weekend. We we pushed other teams there as well. Um, so so we have been able to play the pitch well. Um, there is a slight slope on it, um, but the lads know the pitch inside out. Um, we've got a good bunch of committed players that, that you know have been there for a good few years. So they've got used to it coming up from from Division One, and and we play it well. So our focus, as we said in in early part of December, is to make sure that teams visiting our home pitch at the Lancer Scott, they know that they're in for a tough game win and it's not just a rollover and and have our bellies tickled almost. Um, We're going to be there to give them a game, certainly. Now, you mentioned earlier that you came in, of course, with with Tony Beecham earlier uh, this season. And, I mean, you had had your work cut out because, obviously, Ashton Backwell coming up from the first division with... Not least with the influx of Cornish and Devon sides, you know, we knew that the, the Premier Division was going to be very, very competitive and it was going to be a big step up. And it was a step up that the club have struggled to make. But in recent weeks, certainly you've shown very, very positive signs that you are competitive. So are you pleased with the progress that you've made since joining the club? Yeah, definitely. I think we're getting to a stage now where, where it's starting to go right. We've had a bit of time working with the lads. They train hard. They're good, honest boys that we've got there. Um, You know, they want to do well for the club. Some of them have been there for a number of years, even from youth level. So, so certainly, um, you know, it's not been easy. Let's make no bones about it. The results don't lie. We went on a a run of um, games where we didn't pick up any points um, after a positive start when we very first came in um, against Brislington. Uh, Bridport and obviously the um, penalty win against Taunton you know um, since then it's been a challenge we've competed against teams and, and not been able to see it out but um, hopefully we, we turn the corner now picking up points at home we need to tra- transfer that for when we go away um, but we welcome Cleveland this week and we know that's not going to be an easy game either our local rivals just down the road um, but hopefully they'll be coming to the to the Lancer Scott expecting a game as well and we can compete there and, and carry on that good form um, because as I said it, you know we're certainly um, we're in the mix of it there's probably four or five teams at the moment that can finish in that bottom two um, so, so we've got to just keep competing to try and get out um, and, and make sure that we're not in the bottom two come the end of the season is where we don't want to be um, we want to give ourselves a bit of breathing space certainly So does that mean you think um and certainly you're pushing the side to want to try and um, climb up the table, even if it's only by, you know, by a couple of places. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we know that we're not, we're not going to be making any great shapes this year. Um, you know, the, the, the league is, as everybody can see it. So um, we've got to be building now, thinking of next season. Um, and that confidence of, of winning games and showing the lads that they can compete at this level, you know, and we're not just passengers, um, you know, there to to give other teams, um, you know, we want to give them a, a really solid game when they come. And so it's important for us to keep winning games now so that as we go towards the end of the season and into pre-season and we can have a proper pre-season with the lads, we can start a little bit stronger and we're not going to be in this position next season, that's that's for sure. Um, 
I've known I've known Beecham for for years now, um, and we were together at Cribs. And certainly, I know that he's not here just to prop up the league. He wants to be getting the team moving forward and competing. And, and whilst we know there's some strong teams in there, certainly from down Cornwall, you've alluded to already, um, we need to be um, showing our worth um, and representing. Um, you know, the Bristol sides almost. We need to be putting our worth in there and creeping up the table and, you know, for next season um, and having a good cup run. That's where we're going to be and that's what our focus will be for next season. So this season, whilst we're not going to be pulling up any trees, we, we you know, we need to be making sure that we are competing across the board um, and building for next season as well and keeping the lads happy, ready to, ready to go for when the season starts next year as well. Now, you've alluded to this already. You've got Clevedon, Millbrook and Bridgewater all coming up next. It's a great time to be an Ashton and Backwell fan because um, all of those games are at home and we've just talked about, you know, how well you're doing at home. But, I mean, that is a difficult run of games against three incredibly competitive sides. So, really, any points you pick up from those games are going to be a bit of a bonus for you, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. But then, you know, as we said, there there are no easy games. I mean... You know, even Bridport, they're down in the the, the bottom side. Uh, when we played them, they were tough. And speaking to uh, Mausall on the weekend, they said they gave them Bridport gave them a tough game. So there's no easy games, whether that be um, Cleveland or Millbrook or, or Bridgewater in these coming weeks. But you're right, being at home certainly does give us a little bit more um, belief, given the results as well. We can we can go there full of confidence, four games unbeaten at home. We then just need to make sure that we carry that on and don't rest on our laurels. Nothing's taken for granted. We've got to fight for every point when you're down there. That's what we've got to do. But, um, but yeah, we'll hopefully be looking to, to get some points from there, certainly. Um, we've already played Cleveland prior to, to when Beecham came in and, and I came in. So we played them earlier in the season. Um, and I know we can't take anything from that, but that, but we did, did do well against them, obviously. So, so yeah, the... The idea being is that we, we continue our good form. Yeah, just don't let them shoot from the halfway line. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. A wonderful goal that was too. Um, can um, Just one last question. This is the first time we've spoken on the podcast, Jim, and it's, it's, it's lovely to hear from you. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your footballing journey to the Ashton and Backwell dugout? Yeah, so I've, uh, I mean, I've been around football for, for a number of years, and, and as I say, I was with Beach and McCribs. Um, in, in this league um, and really enjoyed it there and, and you know we had a great bunch of lads there um, for personal reasons I needed to um, I, I needed to take a break away from football in terms of, of, of my family life and things so uh, more recently I was just um, managing in, in the Somerset County level with, with St George Eastern and Ordeno, a little bit more local um, before Beach uh, approached me to come back to Ashton and Backwell and you know they're a local club to me and a club that um, I've followed for a number of years now. So um, I really like the club. I think the setup there was was really good. Uh, Mike and the team behind the scenes do an awful lot of work. And you know, like most clubs, it's ran on volunteers. And, and certainly they you know they work tireless. When Beach said he was interested in going there, the opportunity to go there for me, um, you know, it was a bit of a no-brainer. Certainly. Um, as I said, to get back into the Tool Station League, I think it's a fantastic league. It's competitive. There's some good trips in there, good grounds, and you know you're meeting some some good players. You need to be on your game, and I think um, certainly for me um, and my coaching journey over the number of years I've probably been coaching now for twenty odd years, um, you know I think it's it's definitely the right time to be to be at this level again. Um, so yeah, really enjoying it. And my thanks to Jim for his time. 
Now, moving on to another two big hitters uh, in the uh, in the Premier Division, uh, Buckland Athletic against Clevedon Town. And really, Tom, is there anything mm. we can talk about other than that goal? I don't think so. Uh, it was a 4-2 win for Clevedon, so it was important in the outcome. But yeah, uh, it's, it'd be fair to say that goal is, uh, is doing the rounds, uh, not just on socials, but it's, every, it's everywhere, isn't it? Uh, Sky Sports News have picked it up. Yeah. You know, everywhere and everywhere, seeing it, and and uh, yeah, I'm sure there's. Well, I I couldn't even guess the number of people that have probably seen that goal now, and uh, yeah, it's one of the. I don't really know. Is it one of the best goals we've ever seen? I don't. It's yeah, it's quite yes. quite astonishing, <laughs> isn't it? It really is. is. <laughs> it really is. I don't. You, you can't really overstate it. Uh, and it's Ollie Vavington. Uh, he's the man who, uh, yeah, can lay lay claim to that goal. Um, he it was the first goal of the game as well. Uh, and as I read it on Saturday afternoon, it wasn't quite um, obviously clear what had happened at that point. But I, I read that it, it was a long-range effort and uh, had flown into the back of the net. So that was how, well, that's how it was That's certainly explained. one way of putting it. Yeah, <laughs> I think that was how I, before I must uh, tell a trade secret. The, the bulletin is mainly written on a Saturday night, written on a Saturday night. Sorry, and I hadn't actually seen the goal since then, uh, till then. So uh, by the time uh, the bulletin was published, I still hadn't seen the goal. So it's probably not got the, the right up it. <laughs> Potentially deserves. So I'll maybe try and do something the next week and give it a bit more, bit more pop. But uh, yeah, it was a, it was an important goal for Clevedon in the in the outcome. Uh, a four-two win, as I say, away at Buckland. Uh, a really good result. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, Babing- Babington's uh, effort will probably uh, steal the uh, yeah steal the headlines from that one. Well, they could have lost that game, and I think everyone would still be talking about that goal. But they won it, didn't they? So I mean, yeah. and and Buckland's not an easy place to go. No, um, absolutely. So uh, you know, you have got to take your hat off to. Uh, um, to Clevedon Town now. I mean, the goal for those of you who hadn't seen it, it's doing the rounds on social media in pretty much every news outlet, you know, around the world. So um, I think if you haven't seen it, you, you probably will do. It's an incredible effort. And um, well, I know it might be a bit too early for name of the of the of the week because when we probably we might have a slightly more creative one. But when I saw um, um, Ollie Babington's name, the first thing, of course, I thought of was Babington House, Tom. Um, the the playground of the rich and famous, uh, the the Somerset Members Club. I don't know if you're particularly fam- familiar with Babington House, are you? Can't say I am, mate. No. Well, it, it's just outside of Froome, and okay. um, it's a it's a renowned and exclusive Soho House Group well, um, facility, um, frequently visited by celebrities and rock stars, including David Beckham, Courtney Cox, Ruby Wax, fashion designers, models, famous pop and rock stars. And I think with a name like Babington, I think the least they can do is offer Ollie uh, a year's membership. There you go. You had it. You, you had it here first. Right. That could be the COVID talking. Who knows? Mm. Moving on to another close game between two sides at the right end of the table. A monster crowd of 256 saw Exmouth take on Canesham Town. It, they were, and uh, it was an important win for, for Exmouth. Yeah, the Devon side, obviously, yeah, a little bit behind uh, uh, local rivals Tavistock in, in, the, in the table, but, uh, yeah, they're keeping up the pressure. A 2-1 win uh, over a strong Keynesham side, and it was uh, goals from a couple of couple of usual faces. Uh, Jordan Harris, uh, their leading scorer, and then Aaron Denny as well uh, for the home side. Uh, put them two goals to the good. Keynesham did pull a goal back. Cal Baker uh, scoring with about 15 minutes to go. Uh, but unable to to find the equaliser and and the the, the large crowd there uh, got to enjoy a home win. Uh, now a very close game between Helston and Bridgewater. Only one goal in this one, mm. Tom. Which way did it go? Went to Bridgewater and it was a very early goal. Uh, so decided 
decided earlier this one. Jack Taylor. Yeah, obviously, Jack Taylor always scoring, isn't he? Yeah, it feels like a uh, spot kick for him after after eight minutes, as I say, put, put Bridgewater ahead. Uh, both sides then reduced to 10 men. I think it was about the hour mark. There was a, a bit of a flashpoint, I think, uh, a little bit of a little bit of coming together. Uh, both sides uh, giving a giving a red card, um, but uh, yeah, and so it's 10 v 10 for the final half hour or so. But uh, Bridgewater did enough to to hold out and uh, claim a yeah pretty impressive away win at Helston. And as always, um, we'd recommend uh, have a look at the uh, the the highlights on uh, on YouTube. If you can pull your if you can pull yourself away from that Clevedon Town goal, <laughs> um, then it is worth um, having a look at the coverage um, from. Piran Films uh, about Helston Athletic um, Bridgewater game because it was uh, it was intriguing stuff. Certainly a lot going on there. Uh, and one final match we're going to report on in the Premier Division. Uh, now, for those of you um, who were watching the other Premier League in this country at the weekend, you might have been surprised to see that a certain team um, whose name I won't mention on the grounds that I'm a Portsmouth fan managed mm-hmm. to hold our league leaders Manchester City to a draw. Uh, at the weekend. Well, Tavistock, of course, are our league leaders. They travelled to Wellington and Wellington managed the same thing, Tom. They absolutely did. And uh, yeah, they were well, they were quite close to, to pulling pulling off a massive shock. Um, 2-0 up with 13 minutes left on the clock. So they really had uh, enjoyed the best of the uh, yeah the action from the early stages, really. Uh, they went ahead uh, towards the end of the first half, fronting header from Tom Stone. Uh, and then, yeah, Sam Towler making it 2-0 from the spot. Yeah, about you know, 77 minutes or so. Um, so from then it looked yeah, it looked like Wellington might have done enough to, to, to claim the victory. Uh, surprising one it would have been. But, uh, yeah, they've, they've, they've worked hard to get into that position. But unfortunately for them, uh, Tavistock don't really know when they're beaten and they managed to, to pull back. Um, a goal, uh, Josh Grant, five minutes from time, making it 2-1, uh, obviously. Yeah, setting a few cats and pigeons, and uh, yeah, then with the final attack of the game, uh, the ball fell to the man Tavistock would want it to fall to. Uh, Liam Prin, he's obviously the leading scorer in the uh, in the, in the Western League this year, which I think we'll touch on at the end of the pod, going back on the looking at the uh, the scorers, top scorers and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it was Prin uh, turned in the turned in the box before firing home, uh, and preserved the uh, the Lambs' long unbeaten run. So uh, a two-all draw there. Wellington, unfortunate not to come away with all three points. If you're thinking, Toolstation, I know they'll save me money, but do they have all the top brands? You know, DeWalt, Makita, Einhell, Stanley, Myra, Kudox, Nest and Santex. Yeah, they do. Over 15,000 trade quality products in the range from the leading brands with prices that are hard to beat. If you want a helping hand to save on your next job, try Toolstation. With over 300 branches, there's always a Toolstation near you. Now, moving into the first division and uh, Cheddar, uh, once one of the form teams in the league, they've dropped off recently and their, their form has continued um, um, to uh, to take a bit of a dive, this time at home to Bristol Telephones, Tom. Yeah, a little bit of a surprising result. 3-2 win for the phones away from home, but a back-to-back wins. A good win in midweek as well, last uh, last last Tuesday or Wednesday. I can't remember which, which day they played on, but uh, yeah, but they backed it up really well. Uh, a 3-2 win. Uh, down in Cheddar, goals uh, from in the first half from Jack Jones and Ed Sill putting them putting them ahead. Uh, there was an own goal that, that got uh, got the cheese and back into the the contest a little bit. But Archie Dark's penalty then made it made it three three one to the, the phones and they managed to hold on. So uh, I think a pretty deserved win uh, for the away side there. Yeah, well done, telephones there. Uh, and um, we move on to Lebec United. Uh, now they took on 
League leaders, Welton Rovers. Welton have played for about 35 days, I think I saw on social media. So it um, be interesting to see how their return to league action fared. And it didn't fare well, did it, Tom? No, unfortunately for them, they were, yeah, came a bit unstuck and uh, they were off the, off the top of the pile for, well, as long as I can remember. looked like they were going to run away a bit, didn't it, at one point? They but did, uh, yeah, they've been pulled back in and they now are off the top. A 2-0 defeat for them away at Lebec and it was Sasha Tong who did all the damage for the hosts. Uh, he scored neither half and, uh, yeah, gave Lebec an impressive 2-0 win. Yeah, no, he's a player, isn't he? He's a he name is. that we've been familiar with in Western yeah. League football for a while. <laughs> Anyway, 2-0 win over the long-time league leaders. I started my conversation with Lebec manager Curtis Reid by reflecting on that incredible performance. Yeah, we were very delighted with the performance, actually. Um, it was our first clean sheet of the season as well, so um, the boys were chuffed, the goalies chuffed, and it's just really a hard-fought performance. I mean, were you confident going into the game? Obviously, everyone's seen how well Welton had been doing, but did you fancy your chances? Yeah, we really did. We was really confident before the game. Um, in training on Thursday, I was saying I got a good feeling. And um, in the changing room before the games, the boys were feeling good. The pre-match was good. So, um, yeah, we was really confident all, all round. I mean, Welton hadn't played for over a month before that game. Do you think that was a factor? Did you sort of Were you expecting them to turn up a bit rusty? To be honest, we wasn't actually aware that they, was, um, they haven't played for so long. So it wasn't really in our minds. But as I look back, they didn't look how I expected them to to look. If you get what I mean. I mean, I'm looking at your results. You, you, you know, I would I would sort of say that your form is uh, it has been generally pretty good. I mean, you've had some good results against some high flying teams. You know, the likes of Sherbourne, Odd Down, and, and Cheddar. Uh, and and then and then there's been a sort of couple of surprising defeats thrown in there as well to the likes of Hengrove and Bishop Sutton. But I look at your, your you know your tenth place position in the league, and I, I can't help but feel that you're you know you're a better side than that. Yeah, we believe we are a better side than that as well. I think there's been a lot of draws that could have been wins, and a lot of losses that could have been draws as well. So um, even though we're not happy that we're higher, we understand where we're at attempt for this point in time. Do you think there's an element of you sort of being the best kept secret in the first division? Quite possibly, to be honest, because I think we've got a lot of good players and it's just a fact of us gelling together. As soon as we can gel together properly, I think we'll, we can literally beat anyone in the league. So what were your ambitions going into this season? What did you want to achieve with Lebec this season? Well, we just wanted to finish as high up as possible. We wanted to really build a good team to kind of take us into next year where we want to sort of try and push for promotion. And, and I mean, given that you're, you know, your 10th place at the moment, I mean, I've got a feeling that you're probably looking up rather than down for the rest of this yeah. season. We're definitely looking up rather than down. We, we want to put a good few results together and sort of rise up the table and then take it from there. I mean, you've, you've got a busy week ahead, haven't you? You've got a game um, on Tuesday, you've got a game on Friday. Uh, and that game on Friday, you're taking on... Um, uh, odd down um, so um, it's going to be a busy old week for you yeah it is yeah we've got uh, Porter's head away on Tuesday we really want to go there and get three points and then we're back home on Friday again and we want to take another three points on and then on the 5th of February you travel to Wincanton now they're absolutely flying at the moment they're going to be a real test for you aren't they yeah they are they are flying at the moment so um, it's going to be good to go down there kind of test where we're at as well so, um, yeah, we're looking forward to that game as well. I mean, if you look at the top of the of the first division, it, the table starts to look like a bit of a three-horse race, although, of course, Wincanton 
um, if they win their games in hand, would be would be in touching distance. Of the sides that you've come up against this season, which teams have impressed you the most? I think it would have to be Sherborne Town. I think they were very organised. Yeah, Sherborne Town was probably the best team I think we've faced so far this season. Do you think? I, mean, I think they're sitting on top of the table at the moment. Do you think they've got? There's every chance that they might stay there. Yeah, I think I think they've got a good chance to to win it. I think um, Walton have also got a good chance to win it. They have got the players there. They had their best game against us. Yeah, I know there's still a lot to come from them. So. Now, um, Curtis, this is the first time we've had a chance to talk on the podcast, and this is the question I ask the managers every time, uh, or the first time I speak to them. Could you tell us a little bit about your sort of background? Can you tell us about your footballing journey to the Lebec dugout? I sort of started playing with the reserves and playing on the Sunday mornings, and um, our chairman, Dwayne, has always sort of approached me with sort of trying to give me a chance to manage the reserves, and um, I just still wanted to play for a while, so I never actually took the opportunity, and then... This year came around and I think that they was planning to sort of let the club go. And uh, me and my friend Chris, we thought we thought we don't want to let this go to waste. So let's uh, kind of let's take it over. Let's give it our best shot and see what we can do. And my thanks to Curtis for his time. Uh, our next game, an eight goal thriller. In front of 273. 273, I hear you ask. That can only be in one place. And you're right, it was Longwell Green Sports... They were at home to Wales City. They were. Yeah, I don't know where to start with this one. A four-all draw. Uh, really well, entertaining affair, isn't it? Uh, eight goals shared at Shellard Road. And it was Adam Wright, who was uh, yeah the star man for the wayside. He scored a hat-trick, uh, helping them secure a pretty unlikely point, really. Uh, they'd taken the lead twice during the first half. Uh, but Longwell Green, um, sorry, that is Wells, managed to uh, yeah go ahead twice in the first half to say that uh, Longwell Green did peg them back. A uh, couple of close-range finishes for them from Rob Belcher and Liam Oswin. So it was uh, two all at the break. Uh, yeah, and then it was uh, 4-2, not before long. Zach Cheatham and Kyle Box uh, scoring further goals for, for Longwell Green. So a really good comeback for them. 4-2 uh, up and uh, looking good for all three points. Wales down to 10 as well. So, uh, yeah, it looked, looked like the home side had a stranglehold uh, on the contest. Uh, but it was uh, not to be. And, uh, yeah, Wales managed to, to pull back. Uh, and it was a stoppage time penalty uh, tucked home and uh, managed to, to get, gain the point for Wales. But as I say, Adam Wright scoring hat-trick for them and uh, a really entertaining affair for the, for the big crowd in attendance. And from one eight-goal thriller to another, mm-hmm. Sherbourne Town against Bishop's Lydia. This one, though, Tom, was a little bit more one-sided. Eventually, I mean, yeah, they, they had to come from behind, amazingly, in this one, but it was Sherbourne. Made them angry uh, then, did they? <laughs> I think they did somewhat, yeah. 7-1 <laughs> win uh, for the Zebras. They are the top scorers in the division. Uh, but uh, yeah, they were behind. Uh, they fell behind in the 26th minute. Uh, but uh, from then on, uh, well, second half really, it was a completely different affair. Uh, one nil down at the break, in fact. So it was a real game. Well, game of two halves, would you say? I think so. Um, <laughs> Matty Brown equalising soon after the interval, and then the floodgates really did open in the last sort of 25 minutes or so. I think, uh, yeah, Sherborne really sort of hit their straps, didn't they? Ollie Hebbard. Uh, scoring a hat-trick uh, and further goals from Josh Williams, Alex Murphy and Anthony Heron. Uh, so it was a pretty pretty rampant finish to the finish to the game for, for Sherborne and they ran out 7-1 winners. Well, from the Bishops of Lydia to the Bishops of Sutton and uh, they were on the end of another heavy uh, defeat. We could say that in the Western League this weekend, the Bishops have been well and truly bashed. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, this time over to Warminster Town, Tom. Yes, your words, not mine. But yeah, Bishop Sutton, a 5-0 defeat for them. Uh, where Warminster, um, quite routine victory for Warminster, who are now, now up into second. Uh, so them and Sherbourne have uh, managed to 
managed to leapfrog Wilton, haven't they? Uh, but it was uh, Martin Johnson who broke the deadlock for them, uh, a friend po- front post header, uh, putting them putting them in the lead. Uh, and they did score twice more uh, in the following couple of minutes. So they really, yeah, once they got one, they sort of kicked on. And uh, Owen Bartley and Jacob Sevier making it 3-0 pretty soon after, um, pretty much ending uh, Bishop Sutton's hopes of a, of a comeback. Uh, yeah, so pressure off a little bit in the second half. Jack Millett making it 4-0 and then uh, Lewis Graham uh, completing the scoring with a headed finish. But another uh, cap, well, routine win for, for Warminster and Bishop Sutton. Excellent stuff. Now we'll take a look ahead to the upcoming fixtures and um, we will focus on um, Saturday the 29th of January. But before I let Tom tell you which um, fixture he's picked out, I'll, uh, I'll give an honourable mention to that game between Redstock Town and Welton Rovers. Wednesday, the 26th of January, up at Southfield's Recreation Ground. It's a 7.30 kickoff. Described in a recent interview I did with Ryan Child, the Redstock manager, as the biggest game at this level. And I know he's absolutely right because I've watched um, this match in front of um, about 500 uh, spectators. Um, at uh, That was at Welton Rovers. But, I mean, you know, this has got a huge amount of local interest. And... Um, it's a game I, I thoroughly recommend if you've got nothing better to do uh, on Wednesday evening. Uh, right, moving on to Saturday. And which game has tickled your fancy in the Premier Division, Tom? We can head to next week. I've gone for Ilfracoon versus Helston. This is uh, sixth versus seventh. Uh, as things stand now, there's a couple of midweek games. I don't know if these two men, but uh, it might change a little bit. Um, but yeah, sixth will be seventh as things stand now. And uh, I think the winner of this one will pretty much close in on the top couple of spots, won't they? So, uh, yeah, there's, uh, it's a tight one. Um, should be should be informative, uh, informative as to uh, how the second, se- second half of the season might play out. Absolutely. I mean, we are being treated to an absolute orgy of uh, Tool Station <laughs> Western League football at the moment. Frankly, we could have picked pretty much any of these games, mm. Tom. I mean, Ashton and Clevedon are going to have their work cut out, Ashton and Backwell. Bitten at home to Exmouth Town, two of the big hitters, two of the big boys. Um, Millbrook Entertain Street, Mauser at home to Buckland Athletic. I mean, that's, you know, Mauser going to want to bounce back. I'm going for the game that I was supposed to be at. And um, for those of you who listen to the podcast, who keep an eye on social media as well, you were going to be deluged this week with, um, with a lot of information from the Toolstation Western League about a new feature that we were hoping to launch at the Canesham Town Tavistock game. It's been delayed. It's been postponed, shall I say, um, another, another COVID postponement. So we will be bringing you news of that shortly, I, I, I hope, because I think it's going to be something that everybody in the league will really, will really enjoy. I, said, I, I was really looking forward to doing it myself. Um, but Canesham Town against Tavistock. Tavistock are going to have their work cut out against a really hard-working, well-organised Canesham side. And, um, you know, I think that would be a, a, a cracking game. Um, so that's that was my focus on Saturday. And if we um, take a look into the first division, Tom, what game caught your eye there? In the first, I've gone for Welton versus Sherborne. It's obviously, yeah, well, Welton have been knocked off the top. Uh, yeah, and Sherborne now sit there. So uh, how can the Zebras handle the pressure? Um, whether that whether that plays out as as it might on Saturday, uh, got to take on a Welton side away from home. We will be yeah, we'll be ticking a bit at the moment. I would have thought. So uh, yeah, should be should be a good test for Sherborne. But as we know, they know where the back of the net is. So I, I doubt they're gonna they're gonna be kept at bay. So um, yeah, should be a well in, interesting uh, outcome I think in this one. And I'm gonna go down the road by about a mile. Um, and pick up um, Radstock Town against Cheddar. Um, two sides that at times this season have been right on their game 
and uh, others have been uh, off the boil. It'll be fascinating to see um, which one uh, that is at the weekend because I'm sure whoever is on their game, it will be to the victor, uh, the spoils. But Radstock Town against Cheddar, um, two sides, um, not separated by a huge amount of distance. So uh, hopefully there'll be a good, uh, you know, good gates at that game uh, on, on Saturday. Now, before I keel over, okay. I'm we, we are going to... We are going to do the leading goal scorers, or rather you are going to do the leading goal scorers, Tom. I'm just going to sit back and, and have another lem sip. You do that. I'll, I'll take you through those goal scorers. Uh, so in the Prem, we have, as, as mentioned, Liam Prynne. He is uh, out in front, 29 league goals. This is according to the FA full-time uh, website, by the way. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Liam Prynne on 29 league goals. That was his, uh, yeah, another one for him on the weekend, obviously, that dramatic late equaliser. Uh, he's out in front. Uh, we've got Dean Griffiths of Bitten, who's on 24. A couple of chaps on 21, who also both scored on the weekend. Jack Taylor of Bridgewater and uh, Exmouth's Jordan Harris. So those those four are out in front in the Premier Division. Uh, and then in the first, you've got Oakland Buck of Bishop Sutton. He's on 23 league goals, and he's top of the pops at the moment. Uh, Luke Bryan of Odd Down on 22. Uh, and then uh, Bailey Croom of Tibrington on 18. So those are that's the top three in the, uh, the first division. Excellent stuff, Tom. Um, all the facts and all the figures, of course, that we've been running through in the uh, in the podcast um, are available on your excellent bulletin. Where can yeah. the listeners find that? Indeed. So that is uh, on the Toolstation Western League, uh, the official website. It's about halfway down the homepage or so. Uh, yeah, you can drop down there and uh, find that every every week. And that, yeah, looks back on, on the games that have just happened, sort of reports and, and whatnot and stats, as you say, and, and results. And, and then looks ahead as well with fixtures and... Yeah, uh, any little other bits of that might pop up. Uh, so, yeah, that's in uh, in the bulletin every week. Excellent, Tom. Well, I certainly hope I'm feeling a bit better yeah, this time next honest. week when we um, when we when we speak. Um, but um, well, for another week, you've been listening to the Tool Station Western League podcast.